getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hope you had a good sleep last night and are ready to go for a Tuesday. We'll have uh, high school fans on on the air for you tonight. Coaches from Monterey and Lubbock High, as Jeff mentioned in his sports center, will uh, enter the high school fan zone tonight at 7 o'clock. Monterey coming off of a loss, a tough one, uh, down in Odessa in uh, Lubbock High, riding high uh, with a win over Socorro. So uh, that'll be tonight from 7 to 8 on 100.7 the score. Uh, as far as uh, high school football this week, the uh, – and, and apparently it's a sellout with only standing room only available. <clears throat> You'll be able to hear it on both 100.7 The Score and on Double T 97.3 from Pirate Stadium, Friendship, and Lubbock Cooper. That'll that'll be a Jim Dandy. Hope so. Yeah, yeah, that should be quite the contest. I mean, it's a sold-out crowd right I, now. Well, I don't think there's any question there'll be a great atmosphere. I'm, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Just a matter of what it, will it be a good game or not okay mm-hmm. yeah i mean you have uh you know the uh lubbock cooper pirates coming off a win over dumas 27 to 8 and the friendship tigers coming off of a loss to the coronado mustangs 20 to 14 so see if we'll see who makes the adjustments for week two right well i think C- cooper did a terrific job of making adjustments after the first half right and they're in their uh and their first game on friday night so Feels like they come in kind of rolling, mm-hmm. feeling pretty good about things, and you know we talked about friendship and just kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit last week, and if they can clean up some of that mess, then then they give their, themselves a chance. But Cooper looks pretty good. They got to clean them up. Yep. Uh, Monterey this week will take on Wiley. That'll be over at uh, Lowry Field. Also this week, uh, Estacado will take on Dumas. Okay, so maybe uh, you know quick phone call over to the Lubbock Cooper folks. Hey, what, what'd you see over there? <clears throat> what'd you see from that Dumas team? What they, what kind of problem did they give you? Right. The little sure. coach, coach, coach phone call speak for you. Sure. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. That's coach over here. That's Scott. Uh, yeah. Coach. Um, you weren't really big on that one. Were you? Uh, Lubbock I was, place. I was great. Lubbock high place mm-hmm. at big spring, uh, on Saturday. Okay. So that'll be a, uh, seven o'clock tilt uh for the lubbock high schoolers okay all right um let's see chuck will be behind you several rows on saturday night this from the ace flooring center chat line when can we expect the sun to get behind the press box i i think about seven thirty-seven. okay okay i think about seven thirty-seven. maybe we should have a maybe those of us on the east side have should have a little um, coffee clatch you know Right about, you know, before we go for kickoff and see if we can have a little pot to see what time it is. Everybody throw in a buck, buy something from the concession stand, Coca-Cola or hot dog or something. Uh, this, hang in there, Chuck. I'm with you and enjoying experiencing all aspects of the game atmosphere. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I didn't say I wouldn't yeah, we enjoy it. We, we, don't, don't, we, we, we just, we just don't with... analyze it. Yes, we we also right. enjoy it. It's a yeah, no, I... it's, it's the whole the whole thing together is mm-hmm. great. Yes, and mm-hmm. I stand by the scariest yeah. thing I've ever seen is when Zach Thomas was on the big jumbotron telling us to ever get up and make noise. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> you're going to stand up and make noise. Yeah, I'm just Zach <laughs> tells us to do something. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, without a without a uh, without a doubt. Okay, so 
uh, keep them rolling this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll have uh, Ranger Baseball on Double T 97.3 at 6.30. They take on the Houston Astros. Quick little two-game set. You know, for all the for the 76 games that these two teams play against each other, you would think that 19? they would, when they would get together, when they would get together, it'd be for more than two. But this is a really this is a quick go wham bam thank you ma'am kind of series uh, tonight, and then uh, tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow will be a, a 12:30 uh, pregame, which is kind of strange uh, to do a day game in uh, late August here with the kids all back in school. So I guess <clears throat> those that are retired or unemployed or just don't care about their jobs and want to go to the ball game and sneak away. Uh, I feel like they're doing that more on Wednesdays and or Thursdays. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was something in the last um, agreement that the the players union asked for. The getaway days. The getaway yeah. early games mm-hmm. so for, for travel days so they're not traveling as late at night. Yeah. Rangers have to go to Boston, start a series on Thursday. So uh, you would assume that has something to do with maybe it, Maybe right? so, yeah, 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 maybe so. But it does feel like they're doing more of that mm-hmm. this year than in previous <clears throat> years. It seems that way, right. seems like every Wednesday or Thursday is early unless mm-hmm. they're off on Thursday. Yeah. And they use that as, you know, time to regain their rest or whatever. Maybe that was an Eric Nadell <clears throat> codicil of the contract where he said, guys, I am really tired of dragging in at 4 o'clock in the morning off some charter flight, getting into this big, huge, fancy hotel. I mean, I appreciate all the accommodations that everybody does, but, man, I I need to get to bed a little earlier. And I love how you think the broadcaster <laughs> makes the decisions. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Yeah, man, that's, you guys must have it really good with Lady Raiders. Coach Gerlich must be a terrific they, they, person. They, they, I mean, they she, take great care of us. She, I mean, she bends over backwards <clears throat> to make it work for you. And think that just <laughs> shows how important you guys are. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. we, we mm-hmm. try to provide what little so, we can. It's really to. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you know who she is, and I'm probably going to mispronounce her name, but I just wanted to get your take on this. The U.S. Open is, is underway. Beyond. Serena is her name. Yeah, Serena Williams. Yeah, she's gonna. <laughs> That's how this, you say. It. Is this it for her? Do you think? Is this? Is this? Yeah, oh, is yeah. this truly? Tr- is this her last tournament? Yeah. And then yeah. she's. We'll never see her again. Um, I, I you'll probably see her, but I don't. I think she's gonna retire. I think she's okay. gonna be done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she, she, does, said she, wants she doesn't to have another look baby. like. She, yeah, she doesn't look like she's in playing condition now. Right. Say nothing about gonna take some time off right. and play again. <clears> yeah. yeah. Any, does she have any shot of winning? No. No. She, I mean, if not for double faults and just some poor decision-making, had a, you know, could have lost last night. But okay. It was a great atmosphere for her last night. I mean, it was it was every point she won. I mean, the fans there in New York just, just were so excited for her. So it was really cool. And obviously you want to see her go out with something good happening. Sure, right. I, I mean, I just... I just don't think, uh, I, I don't think she's, she's just a shell of her former self. Yeah, I mean, right now, and you hate when athletes stay a little bit too long, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, she's definitely one that stayed a little too long because she's such a great, great player, maybe the greatest of all time on the women's side, and she's just, just not there right now. If you were, if you were guessing. Probably if she'd have tied Margaret, it's Margaret Court that she's won behind for majors, right? right? I, if she'd have tied Margaret Court, you know, maybe a year ago <clears throat> or even two years ago, she might have been done. 
she yeah, came she so pro- close. I think she probably would have stuck around trying to try to break to it. Break it, yes. Yeah. But that, I mean, I think that's been the reason that she's hung around as long as she has to try to tie that record. And I get it. Yeah, I understand. No, yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally get yeah, it. No, but no question. Unfortunately, it's just time catches up with everyone, sure. and then Father's she's time. also. Uh, you know, it's a harder when, I mean, she's had a baby. Right. I mean, you know, great male athletes don't deal with that kind of. No, they don't have know, babies. They mm-hmm. take that time off mm-hmm. that all that time that she missed when she was still pretty good, you know, might've made a difference. You know, sure. she could have gotten a major in there too. So, um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I just don't, I don't think that she's going to have a chance. I think the last match she'll play will be probably with her sister in doubles in the U S open. Yeah. Because I, I think she'll, she'll go farther there than she will in singles. Maybe they could make a little magic. Of course, that'd be super cool. Yeah, that'd be that, a great. Story. I mean, that that would then that would get her the tie uh, with Margaret Court for. No, no, no! It's singles. Oh, it's just singles. It's I singles. thought it was singles, singles and doubles combined. Well, she's got doubles majors too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. she does. All right. Well, I think uh, I heard a stat that her and her sister are undefeated in championship uh, matches and in gold medals in doubles. Only in championships. Yeah, like when they get to they the never champ- lost in the finals. Never lost in the finals yeah. and never lost a gold medal. I could believe that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll get to, I'll get to where I was going. Oh, here. I'm sorry. That's we a, hi- no, no, I hijacked. No, my bad. no, no, no. It's it's all good because I I wanted to pick your brain about Serena a little bit and so, um, but I'll I'll pick up just a little tennis tidbit. Uh, you'll probably be highly irritated with it, um. Because it's like, really? <clears throat> That's what you're worried about. We'll do that next here this morning on the morning drive. Plenty of Red Raider football as well. And Sentex Hank has a baseball question. I have the same question for Jamie, um, along with uh, another thought along those same lines. Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Time for the stay in sports history. Today is... August the 30th, 2022. We have a big birthday in uh, in this place today. I didn't know Cameron Diaz worked here. No, she does not. But here's Jeff McGuire with the Stan Sports History. 1905, Detroit Tigers future baseball Hall of Fame center fielder Ty Cobb makes his major league debut. What's he do? He doubles in a 5-3 win over the New York Highlanders at Bennett Park in Detroit. I was expecting you to say he got like five hits. Yeah. <laughs> it was his first day. Yeah. 1910, Yankee Tom Hughes pitches nine innings of no hit ball, but loses to Cleveland five to nothing in 11 innings. That hurts. Mm-hmm. That hurts a lot. 1912, St. Louis Browns Earl Hamilton no hits the Detroit Tigers five to one. Fast forward to 1961, Oriole Jack Fisher walks 12 Los Angeles Angels in a nine-inning game. 1965, Casey Stengel announces his retirement after 55 years in baseball. 1984, Red Sox Jim Rice grounds into a record 33rd double play of the season in route to 36 on the year. Uh, two things from 1987. Kirby Ho- uh, Kirby, Kirby Puckett goes six for six with two home runs in a Minnesota Twins 10 to six vic- victory over Milwaukee. And with knuckleballer Charlie Huff on the mound, 
Rangers catcher Gino P- Petrolli. Petrolli. Hey, there we go. Uh, ties a major league record for allowing six six pass balls. That knuckleball. That's hard to catch. Well, if you if you could catch it, it was job security, especially if you had a guy like Charlie Huff or Phil Necro or sure. Joe Necro sure. or kind of specialist Wilbur Wood or yeah. somebody like that. Knuckleball catcher specialist. Knuckleball catchers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like a long snapper. Um, seeing this name and this particular event always makes me think of the Nike commercial. Dan O'Brien sets the U.S. decathlon <laughs> record of 8,812 points. Dan and Dave, right? Man. That could have been awesome, and then they tried to fix it for that ad campaign. Yeah. And in 2006, Greg Maddox wins his 330th career game. It is National Toasted Marshmallow Day. Or, but the only time you do that is with s'mores, right? Or at a campfire. Yeah. Like just oh, on a just, campfire. Just, just campfire. Just eating yeah. the marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah. I could, Does that I seem could. wasted to you or seem like half, just half the battle as opposed to? I'm not a huge marshmallow guy. Okay. And so like the only time that I'll eat a marshmallow is on a s'more. So like that sounds like, um, I mean, just really uncomfortable. Okay. Just to eat a marshmallow. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like. I like a I like a marshmallow off the campfire. Uh, I would I was never big on the. Do you ever just eat them without you without um, putting them over the campfire? No, not really. Grab I like one a, out of the cabinet and no, pop not, it in the mouth. Not really. No. Yeah, that just. I like them in my hot chocolate painful. occasionally, but just the, the little yeah, small ones. I like right? them in my I like them in my ice cream. In with, your ice cream? What do you think Rocky Road is? There's marshmallows in there. Well, that's there's nuts in there too. So well, that sure, keeps me from eating the Rocky I'm Road. Still a big fan. What about in your Lucky Charms? Not a big fan of mushrooms in my cereal. Yeah, I'm uh, not a was mushrooms. Never a, uh, not mushroom. Uh, marshmallows. <laughs> marshmallows. Them either. <laughs> marshmallows in my cereal. <laughs> now, fried mushrooms. That's a different story. But I don't think that would go well in cereal either. Um, you mentioned the birthdays. Got a couple in the building today. Okay. Malone Taylor celebrating her birthday today. Who is? I, oh, Malone is? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not get her year. That's okay. Um, she's young. I So, you know, that's later. However, it is also Mr. Waco himself, Choice Woodman's birthday. Mm-hmm. He's turning 32. I don't know what that is in barriers. That's young, too. I don't know what 32 is in barriers. So we have to ask him or a bail should ghost later. him like they do, like when some guy comes up minor leagues and he hits his first home run and nobody goes out to greet him and they just sit in the dugout and act like act like nothing happened mm. right and then once he gets in there they all like go crazy on him have fun with him right they'll ghost him so this is what we should do to choice like today. noon when they so nobody say happy birthday to choice but then when he leaves we'll dump a couple buckets of water on his head oh okay good idea yeah. okay. also celebrating birthday today cameron diaz is 50 Warren Buffett, 92. Adam Wainwright, 42. Cliff Lee, 45. Andy Roddick turns 40 today. And uh, Robert Parrish is 69 today. The Chief is mm-hmm. 69. Wow. Mm-hmm. And on this date, quite possibly one of Chuck Hines' favorite inventions of all time mm. debuted. John F. Kennedy becomes the first U.S. president. To have a direct phone line to the Kremlin in Moscow. Oh, the hotline, huh? It was designated to. It was designed to facilitate communication between the president and the Soviet premier. 
The establishment of the hotline to the Kremlin came in the wake of the October 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis, in which the U.S. and USSR had come dangerously close to World War III. Mm -hmm. White House issued a statement that the new hotline would help reduce the risk of war occurring by accident or miscommunication. Instead of relying on telegram letters that had to travel overseas, the new technology was a monumentous step toward very, uh, very near future when American and Soviet leaders could simply pick up the phone and be instantly connected to one another 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It was agreed upon, by the way, that it would only be used in emergencies and not more routine government exchanges. I wonder how that went with uh, Nixon and uh, uh, Leonid uh, Brzezinski. Uh, Tricky Dick here, Leonid. How you doing? <laughs> and that's the Stan Sports History. 652. We had a real crisis at our house. Uh, I think it was Sunday morning. I wanted some Cheerios. <clears throat> and I was informed we only had Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, those are solid. Um, in my In all my years on this great earth, the only thing that I had previously had in my Cheerios was bananas other than Cheerios and milk. And so I suffered, I suffered through it. And when I got done, what was great was great because the honey nuts sank to the bottom and I could just eat the Cheerios. That's all that's in honey nut Cheerios. It's just a flavoring that's on the Cheerios. No, no, no. There's nuts in there. There were honey. There were, there were nuts, little Honey nuts in there. It wasn't, there wasn't, uh, there were some nuts in the Cheerios. Little nuts. It was at the bottom of my bowl. Uh, 6.53 this morning here on the morning drive. I know that yours, that was just riveting. Yeah. I'm just glad that things yeah. got worked out. Yeah, it got, it, all, it, it kind of all worked out. Yeah. It, it kind of. It kind of all worked. It kind of all worked out. Kind, kind of feeling a little bit uh, worried for the lucky lady there. I mean, there's like, no what telling. What the heck is going on here? Right. We don't have any Cheerios in the house. I was a little bit worried yeah. how, uh, how you were going to handle all that. So. <laughs> I, I was a big boy about it. Okay, I was okay. just, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know if I believe all that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? We don't, we don't have any. Che well, we don't have any Cheerios. We just have honey nut Cheerios. I'm I'm guessing. Are you guessing, Jeff, that there was a tone involved with what? <laughs> we don't have any honey nut. We don't have any regular Cheerios. Regular. Oh, why do we have honey nut Cheerios? One hundred percent. Although <laughs> I'm looking at a box of honey nut Cheerios and you, seeing were, no nuts. There were there were these little nuts in the box. I don't it. doubt that mm -hmm. there were nuts in your bowl. Mm -hmm. I'm saying they aren't on the box of cereal. Yeah. So it was a little bit. Someone of, could have but put extra nuts in your bowl. A little bit of support. No, no, I poured my own poured my own cereal. And, you know, believe it or not, I took care of myself there. Six fifty four this morning here on the morning drive. Coming up just after seven, we'll talk uh, Red Raider football. As uh, Red Raiders will be in action on Saturday night. Our Optimum Game Day live coverage begins at seven a.m. from the Fraser Alumni Pavilion there in the southwest corner of Jones Stadium. Texas Tech meets Murray State, the Racers, on uh, Saturday evening. The kickoff is at 7 o'clock. Of course, you'll hear it right here on Double T 97.3. And then after the game, it's the Double T 97.3 Coors Light postgame show from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center just down the street. They're on the east side of uh, Jones Stadium. So look forward to seeing you before the game, during the game, and after the game. All-inclusive, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that, uh, that should be a lot of fun. All right, uh, Sports Center is next. And then we will hear from the head coach, Joey McGuire about his uh, 
football team and uh, a couple things with regard to uh, Murray State and uh, his his role on the sideline on uh, Saturday evening. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. It's Tuesday. Nice to have you with us. Just kind of help with that friendly reminder in case you kind of get lost in the in the week a little bit. Don't want you to panic and think it's Friday already and like, where are my football tickets? And I need to download them. I had that thought this morning. Um, what I've if got... we get lost, though? Like the three of us on what day it is. It's a problem. I mean, it's a problem. because And I then... feel like that should happen more than it does. <laughs> because then we become the... Then we become the band that leads them down the wrong part of the parade route. Yes. You know? we, don't want to, we don't want to be that. Like we walk them down the dead end road. Right, right. Animal and then have to march reference. back through yes. itself. Right, right. Uh, that's from Clay. Chuck at a press conference is like the kid the teacher avoids recognizing in class. Wow. Oh, As someone who has been in a press conference with Chuck on many occasions, that is not true. Thank you, Jeff. It's the only problem is this when you, I mean, a wear flip flops or mm-hmm. b when you start going ooh 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 Mr. <laughs> Carter ooh ooh Mr. Carter. That's the only time. Okay. Now is Chuck the other person than that? Avo- I think you're right. <laughs> now is Chuck the person you avoid after the press conference? Man, for my own guys here. Did you ask anybody if there was any strategy yesterday? No, did not. Uh, we did not have any strategy questions yesterday. No, <laughs> no, no strategy questions uh, yesterday. Uh, I was Dan, also very proud of the Lubbock media. No one asked Joey McGuire if he was excited about playing a game this week. No, oh, okay. There Again, my statement: Joey McGuire gets excited about brushing his teeth in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan in Dallas reports that they did indeed, for a fact, go to the floor, Bama, and had a bushwhacker among. Other things, he also uh, provided on the Yates Flooring Center chat line a picture of the Texas Tech banner that was hanging high there. Sweet. Okay. So I feel like that we are uh, well represented down there uh, in the Gulf Shores this morning with uh, Dan in Dallas doing his, uh, doing his due diligence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All right. To more from the head football coach, Joey McGuire. Um, here he is uh, talking about his offensive line heading into week one of the 2022 football season. You know, we're ready to go, um, but it's going to also be, I think, uh, a real battle. We're, we're planning on playing um, probably between seven and eight offensive linemen in this game uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, you know, we want to see what these guys do, of course, in a game. But there's still some position battles. That right tackle is a, a real battle with Ty coming back. He had a great week last week. Uh, Monroe has made a huge stride in his pass blocking this last week, so I'm really excited about that. And, again, I just continue to challenge Hamby, like, are these their best five guys? Whenever you have a room that you really are too deep and um, – you have a guy like Jacoby Jackson who had a great camp. You know, is he better playing? Is he, does he make us better playing right guard instead of backing up Weston at, at left guard? It's just one of those deals that's going to be a couple weeks like that to really see uh, where we're at. Because, you know, I've said it since the day I've got here. I mean, you're, if you're going to win at a high level, you're going to win at a high level because you're O-line and D-line. And, um, you know, that's something that we're going to continue to stress um, I do think we are um, light years ahead of where we were in the spring. 
So there you go. And he also said, among the other things that he said, that uh, they've got some freshmen that are, that are going to play on that offensive line and that he has had conversation with the freshmen that while you can play four games and still be eligible, some of you are going to have to play more than four games. Yeah, and that's not a great situation yeah. to be to be in, to be relying on on freshmen. But at the same time, um, let's hope that means they're talented guys, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I, I don't hate their... I think I like the the concept that the coach is talking about here with playing aid and you know I think it's one thing to see what a guy does in practice but as we know and usually we talk about it with skilled players you know some guys when the lights come on they they play better than they do just in a practice setting and so maybe maybe it's the same way with offensive linemen mm-hmm. I, I think we can hold out hope for that and and we'll see if some of these guys who they you know, we're wondering about really show up and play well on Saturday. Yeah. So I, I think the, you use that in the evaluation period, and that's why a game like this against a team that you should should handle pretty easily, uh, those uh, these kind of games are important to be able to, you know, see actual game situations and see how guys are, are handling it. Mm-hmm. Um, he also said, because he was asked about this with the quarter, and we'll get into maybe a little bit of this later, he talked about, um, with the three different quarterbacks, how that works with the offensive line. And he said, because they're all similar in nature, you know, they don't have a, and by that he means don't have a guy that just stands back in, you know, and, and, and is a pocket passer per se. Sure. Uh, that they're all going to move. They're all going to move. He said that the offensive line is used to them because they're all similar. So that being able to go to a Donovan Smith or a Baron Morton, that there wouldn't have to be that much of an adjustment up front. Okay. okay, so I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting. The other thing, and I, I thought you, know, you can say, well, this is coach speak or this, but this is his mindset. <clears throat> but he said this. He said he's told his players this. He said, when the ball is kicked off, with regard to playing whomever, whether it's the quarterback or the line, offensive line or linebacker or receivers or running back or whatever, when the ball is kicked off, all I care about is winning. So, in other words. I don't care who you are. If you're not playing well, you're coming out. If you're playing great, you're staying in. It's kind of what I got from that. But all I care about is winning. And I'm sure that every football coach in America is going to say that. Every coach of any, any kind of sport is going to say that. But he, that is his mindset. In other words, don't just kind of fall in love with a guy just because, hey, I named him the starting quarterback and come hell or high water, we're going to be successful with, or, with him. Um, but all I care about is winning. I thought that was I thought that was I thought that was really good too. Uh, okay, so more from uh, from Coach McGuire uh, with regard to the kicking. The field goal kicking is still up for grabs. Here he is. Uh, you know they they both have had great springs and great camps. I mean um, we feel good about. I think it's going to be a field. You know Trey's the guy that's going to be kicking off, um, and. and uh, you know, I feel like he'll probably go out there, you know, right off the bat, uh, kicking the first one. But it's kind of one of those deals with those two guys, whoever Kenny feels like warm up the best, ready to go. And it, it, the other guy, he'll be ready to go too. I mean, we're but we're going to use both of them. So may not even be a this week decision. Might even be a game day decision when you hear that with regard to who's going to kick the field goals. Yeah. You know, does one kick better with the wind or against the wind? And we're talking about Trey Wolf and Gino Garcia. Garcia is the transfer. Are you really going to be paying attention in warm-ups now? I you? really am. Yeah, well, before, I was always worried about – before, 
you know, you'd always watch, okay, who is the center snapping the ball to? Who's the starting center snapping the ball to? Because that's who the starting quarterback's going to be. But we already know who the starting quarterback is. Tyler Shuck. (coughs) What we don't know (laughs) is who's going to kick the field goals. Raise your hand if you are worried about the kicking situation. Yeah. One. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of hands driving around Lubbock right now. People are going, why is everybody waving their hands at us? No, no. Kicking situation. Very scary. Uh, somebody says this. I don't think every coach in America will say that. Where do you get that? I think if you were to say that, every every coach is going to say, "Well, of course, yeah, of course." When the ball's kicked off, all I care about is winning. But that is that is Coach McGuire's mindset, and that he stated that yesterday. And I just thought that was thought that was interesting. That I mean, was, what, what coach is going to say the contrary? To, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I love the mindset. I mean, I yeah. get it, and I, I totally understand by what he means by mm-hmm. it, but. Coach is going to say, well, I mean, in the heart of the game, sometimes I'm thinking about, <laughs> you know, um, I, I sure hope the crowd stays for the whole game. Or <laughs> yeah. during the middle of the game, I'm, I'm like, well, you know, I, I, don't, I think it would be. That's favorite player out I, there. I, I can't th- take him yeah, out Yeah, I no. think Billy, as mom and dad, drove up from post. So we should get <laughs> Billy in the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Again, I just again, I just thought it was. I just thought. No, I, I'm I'm agreeing with your yeah, point. I yeah. feel like that was an un, unfair criticism off yeah. the chat line. Yeah. I I agree with your point. I mean, I think coaches have that mindset or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he, he, what he said there and is is a little bit different. And and what you were saying, his point is, yeah. is that you know if you're not playing well, I'm not going to be afraid to go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you may be named the starter, and you may be on the top of the depth chart. But if you're not playing well, or if you if you missed your assignment, I'm going to play somebody else. Yeah, yeah. That that's what that's how I take the that's comment. That's kind of how I take it too. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, more from Coach McGuire, and uh, we'll also get a couple of comments here within the next hour and a half or so from Coach Kitley and uh, Coach Tim DeRuiter. We've got uh, plenty of time all week long. But next, Jamie has a question for us, Jeff, I, and you here this morning on the morning drive. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, 7.30 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Time for Jamie's question of the day. But first, this comment on the Texas Tech quarterback situation from Texas Tech offensive coordinator Zach Kitley. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, when you when you go back and you look at it, all three guys had a great spring and great fall camp. Uh, but ultimately, I think just his grasp of the offense was just a little bit better than the other two. Uh, you know, he, he's very, very smart, very cerebral, uh, has a great understanding of what the opponent's doing, uh, you know, understands fronts and coverages and blitzes probably just a little bit more than the others. Um, and, you know, again, it was not it was never going to be a deal where Coach McGuire and I were battling at who it's going to be. You know, I think if you were in this building, uh, no matter what position you were uh, from the head coach to the office coordinator to the GA to the uh, student managers that work this every day, I think uh, it, it was pretty apparent that Tyler Chuck should be QB one around here. Uh, and so that was, uh, again, it was never uh, really a discussion that Coach McGuire and I had. It was just kind of apparent that that's where we needed to go with it. And uh, that's where we went. And that's where we are. That's offensive coordinator Zach Kitley. All right, Chuck, Jeff, and our fine listening audience, after you hear those comments from Coach Kitley, do you feel better about the decision, worse about the decision, or about the same to go with Tyler Shuck as the starter? That's a great question. Uh, do I feel better? 
Do I feel worse or do I feel about the same? I, I, I guess I feel better. Um, I guess. Um, I kind of feel like, uh, okay, so why didn't they just name him the starting quarterback at the start of the summer if it was apparent? Or why didn't, at the start of camp, why didn't they say day one, Tyler Shucks our starting quarterback because it's apparent to all of us that he has the grasp of this, blah, 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 blah. Or, or and, it, and I, I, understand if, I understand if they're doing this, or are they trying to make sure that they do their due diligence and then give everybody an opportunity so that they don't just up and transfer? Okay. To be in, uh, to pal on the negativity there, at some point we were lied to. Were we lied at the beginning of the camp or were we being lied to now? Um, if he was head and shoulders, why was it a three-man race? If he wasn't, if it was a three-man sh- uh, three-man race, then he's not head and shoulders above. Uh, but it makes me feel better about my initial position, thinking that Shuck should be the starting quarterback. So, okay, well, I feel better. You do? Okay, I feel better. Okay, um, I, I think I was a little bit worried that. <laughs> You know, Shuck was the leader in the clubhouse at the end of the year because he was the veteran. Mm-hmm. And it was just expected that, you know, he was going to get the first shot at being the starter. And I think that um, just hearing that makes them, makes me feel like when when they saw what they were seeing in in the spring and then now in fall camp that they felt like that was the right, right reason, or that yeah. was the right guy. <clears throat> and they had plenty of reasons. And they weren't struggling to figure out which guy, you know, oh, well, they're all really close, so we'll just go with the veteran guy. No, I don't think it sounds like that was not the case at all and that they they weren't close. Now, the others might have played well, but, mm-hmm. it, I mean, if he's head and shoulders above them, they didn't play nearly as well as Tyler Shuck did. So I, I think I feel better about things after hearing that. Um, you know, I don't want to use the word lie. I think coach speak, I mean, is what they had to do there. And the question as to why they didn't name it at the beginning is because like the things that you touched on, number one, they're going to give the other guys a chance Mm -hmm. to see if they can come on strong and, you know, claim the position at the end. But the other part of it that we all know exists is they have to keep, try to keep all three guys. Yeah. And you have to show all three guys, hey, you've got a shot. And if they had come, if they had named it at the end of the spring, and then you had gone into fall camp saying, hey, Tyler's the starter here, well, you might not have one of your two quarterback, one of your two other quarterbacks. So they've got to tell those guys that they've got to massage the egos so they can massage like somebody... the roster a little bit. Everyone and, wants to feel like they have a shot, right? Right. And so yeah. I, feel, I don't feel like they lied to them. Mm-hmm. I feel like they gave him a shot, even though they thought Tyler was the guy. And that's why they didn't name it at the end of the spring and know it all summer and name it at the beginning of fall camp. Because then they had all been told, you're going to get a shot here. They made Tyler Shuck earn it, and then basically yeah. he verified what they saw in the spring and the summer. Yeah, that's fair. You know, fair. and so, and I think the other thought is, I think, there's a, I think there is a thought, even though Shuck's got another year, is that if he has a... If he has a, let's just say he has a, a good to great year, uh, he's going to probably go on and play at the next level somewhere. You know, maybe it maybe. Would, would would go on and 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 you know make some real money, and then and then you have Donovan Smith and Baron Morton, and 
<clears throat> I think some think that Morton's got the most upside, but it's just not quite ready yet. And that, you know, from a pure kind of raw talent standpoint, Morton might be the best of the three, but it's not ready to go out there every day yet. So hopefully, hopefully all those guys understand their role and understand the pecking order, and that's where, that's where the head coach and the offensive coordinator or the quarterback coach or, you know, some GA or somebody that's able to that has the relationship, the the true one on one relationship with these guys, can help talk them off the the ledge from time to time when they're, you know, go home from practice mad because they didn't get the reps that the other guys got. Sure, and that I think that's also uh, part of it as well so anyway i thought i think that's uh, interesting let's see uh here's some things here from the eighth flooring center chat line not naming at the end of spring also pushed shuck he said last year he didn't work as hard because he knew he was the starter that's disappointing he said that <laughs> i don't know that he ever if he said that even if he said that to somebody you know that's probably disappointing <laughs> he also didn't say he was the most talented he grasped the offense the best and gives you the best shot maybe they were hoping it would just click for one of the other two quarterbacks that sure. had more talent. Mm-hmm. Well uh, said. Somebody says this. He was not head and shoulders at the beginning. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think I think all of us that were watching last year, I mean, I, and again, I realize it's a different coach, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't like there's just lights out, right? Yeah. No, that, what, I, I agree. I, I mean, I don't think it was terrible either. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a guy you could play with and win with and – all that kind of stuff, but I didn't think he was, I mean, I didn't look back at last season and think the season would have been different if we had had him. Yeah. Uh, Did you feel that way? No, no, not not at all. In fact, I feel like he probably won a couple of games because you had Donovan Smith in there. He definitely won some games for you, yeah. Um, He apparently, uh, Shuck has told Coach McGuire that he can run the football because Coach McGuire's made it pretty clear, I think, that inside the 10 that you're most likely to see Donovan Smith, not not necessarily every play. Uh, and I wanted to say, I wanted to say out loud, yeah, and Tyler, you broke your collarbone running the ball in the end zone. So I'm not saying that you're fragile. It's just, let's um, be smart. Didn't get hit. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, we shall, uh, we shall see. Uh Let's see here. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Tech will have over 500 yards Saturday. Diggity or no diggity, Chuck? <laughs> diggity is positive, right? If I think it's more than 500. Diggity is doubt. Oh, diggity so is doubt. So it's no doubt, no diggity. Okay, then no diggity. I can't believe I've had to explain no diggity to Chuck Hines. This day is a red letter, red letter day for the morning drive. Diggity or no diggity? Thank you. I had to explain it to me. You know, so I don't, feel, <clears throat> I don't feel so bad then. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just more along the lines of thank you, Clint Scott. That's mm. that's where this comes from. Uh, Five hundred yards of offense Saturday. Yeah, I, th- I think you'll get there. I don't think you'll be way above that. No, I think you'll be. Even if it's... I mean, you're not putting up Graham Harold and Michael Crabtree kind of seven hundred yard days. No, Patrick B.J. Simmons and... days where he right. was racking up. 700-yard games left and right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this Shuck gives the ceiling of an 8-9 win team. Mm. Morton is a 6-7 win team. He hasn't taken real snaps except two or three against Oklahoma State. I, 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 think, it's, I think it's Shuck, Donovan Smith, then Baron Morton. 
I know what's listed as or, but I think I think that's the one, two, three. I have no idea. I'm not gonna pretend I know. I mean, I'm not. That would be an assumption because he was the starter yeah, last assuming. year. Yeah, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. But I have that. N- yeah. no knowledge of whether yeah. that's true or not. I'm, I'm just assuming that. No, but he I mean, was I've, not asked that specifically yesterday, so it says or. Yeah, and I'm sure that's what he wouldn't have answered it. <laughs> he would have answered it with coach speak, right? Yeah, right. Well, yeah. we got. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put or. Yeah. So that's he would have. He would have. You got two A and two B, I guess. Yeah, I mean, one of them's going to have to come out there first. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. I think we've been uh, pretty accurate today uh, with our stuff. I'm not sure how entertaining we've been, but I think we've been. I think we've been pretty accurate today. So sometimes, think so? sometimes you have to sacrifice entertainment for accuracy. And then there are days, a lot of days, that we sacrifice accuracy for entertainment. Okay. I'm not sure that we're going to try to, we're going to effort to have both. Uh, this uh, communique, uh, Pepsi Man, says, good morning from Danville, Illinois. Just want to mm-hmm. say, happy first Tuesday of game week. LOL, just playing, Chuck. Oh, well, happy first Tuesday of game week to you too, Pepsi Man. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Uh, Texas Tech with a new coach. <clears throat> This is the 17th debut of a head football coach. Is 10-5-1 all-time in games where its head coach is making his debut. Uh, the Red Raiders have won four consecutive contests going back to Mike Leach's first game in 2000. So Coach Leach, Coach Tuberville, Coach Kingsbury, mm-hmm. Coach Wells. Okay. Some of those have been a little dicey. <laughs> for their beginnings, right? <laughs> coach, I think Coach Tuberville and Coach Wells were like, Ooh, yeah, but you know, so a win is a win, right? Tell me again what it was like. It's like it's a little, a little dicey, you know. <laughs> and I got, I was so excited yesterday. Got got the media guide. I don't know that we've had one of these and quite some time at least it doesn't it doesn't feel like it or or i wasn't issued one um i didn't think that i don't think there was one last year i think it was only available online but they actually printed one this year and it's it was just just so exciting to get jamie um coach leach's first game was against new mexico uh winning 24 to 3 in front of 42,238 okay Coach Tuberville's first game was against uh, SMU in 2010, winning 35-27. to 27. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a tight one. If in front of uh, 57,528. Felt, like, felt like you were always in control, but mm-hmm. just never were able to put it away. Coach Kingsbury's first win was also against SMU. That was, that was as hot a game as I have ever been to. Mm. I, I'm still sweating from that game. Baker and his his double guns. Forty-one twenty-three. Red Raiders won at SMU in front of thirty-four thousand seven hundred and ninety. But man, I remember doing Dickens and I did the morning show from the hotel that we were staying in, which was right across the street from Gerald Ford Stadium. And I, I remember being out there at like five forty-five in the morning, sweating. 
Yeah, I mean, it think, was just think that, about the rest of us that were in the heat of the day. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> right. And, and, no. You guys had it easy. We did. Yeah. Um, Matt Wells' uh, uh, first game was against Montana State, so that was a 45-10 to 10 victory in front of 54,183. So that was... Um, Man, I do not remember us ever playing Montana State. But we did. <laughs> and it was only how many years ago? Aren't they in Bozeman? Isn't that where the Bozeman Tech Talk weather oh, yeah. love comes from? Yeah. No idea. They are from they are in Bozeman. Uh, forty five to That's 45 the only to thing I remember yeah. about them. You know the Yeah. So there you there you go. And then for Coach uh, Kingsbury, his first win at home was against Stephen F. Austin, sixty one to thirteen. And <clears throat> that was uh, frankly a game last year that Texas Tech should have lost. But Wasn't did not the Montana State game, they brought their band and treated it like a bowl game, right? If I remember correctly. And, like, after halftime, the band walked around the entire ring of the stadium and shook hands with every kid that stuck their hand out all the way around, okay. if I remember correctly. I don't necessarily recall that. I remember that being a really cool moment. I was like, you know what? I'm rooting for these guys now. Not in this game, but like yeah. in the future. Mm. Okay, this was something. This was a question that you uh, posed, and I posed it. Um to the head coach yesterday, Joy McGuire, because uh, you were curious about, we know what the package looks like for Donovan Smith, you know, when he comes in, like in the red zone or maybe inside the five or something like that, or we, at least we feel like, at least we feel like we do, right? And then, you know, he's going to either run or pass, but I mean, he's a big guy. But what does it look like for Baron Morton? And this is what uh, Joey McGuire had to say about his packages and how they look distinctively for each of the quarterbacks. You know, um, the one good thing about all three, they'll have the grasp for the offense. You know, whenever we go with our two offense, Barron and, and Donovan are both getting reps and everything. But, um, you know, I think it's one of those deals that you're going to see Donovan in certain red zone situations. Um, I mean, he's one of the guys. Chuck, Chuck said the other day, he goes, Coach, you know I can run the football. And I said, I know you can. Um, I, and he's going to. But I think – You'll see Donovan come in in some red zone situations. I think with Barron, it could be a change of pace, uh, really moving the pocket with him. Because the one thing that Barron, you said it last night, one thing that Barron does uh, well is he's probably the best, all three of them do, but he's one of the best throwing on the move. Um, he's got a really live arm, and so there's going to be some stuff like that where we can move the pocket with him. Um, you know, but my plan is to get them all three in the game and, you know, and not to where it's at the end of the game or anything like that. And I know they're excited about that. And the one thing that will just keep evolving is their package and how we're going to use them um, at different times. And, you know, we got some surprises for a lot of people whenever it comes to those three quarterbacks. So there you go. Okay. That's, that's, that's the distinctive, mm -hmm. the distinctive difference between, between the three. So, uh, when he said you talked about it last night, he wasn't referring to me. He was referring to somebody else in the room. He said you. Mm. He wasn't. He was referring to Pete Christie. wasn't referring to me. No one had to know that. No, no, but I was just... Could have been you. I, you I was, were talking about him last night somewhere. Full, full disclosure. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's just... Glad to hear Pete's doing okay. Uh, we could be a little more <laughs> closed. <laughs> 8.22 this morning here on the... Mm -hmm. Morning drive. Thoughts, mm -hmm. comments, a Yates Flooring Center uh, chat line. Uh, did he use your name in any of his responses yesterday? He did not. I'm not sure he knows. 
He always says, hey, man, which is, I got it. He doesn't. <laughs> so that he, means he doesn't. He knows who I am, but he's just like, he, he's, hey, don't feel bad. That's how that's how my two children refer to me too. Hey man. Hey man. <laughs> hey man. Did they say really? Yeah, that's what they. Call. I need that jacket. Yeah, uh, you I know told what? My name. He, he's, he's, he's <laughs> right there. All right. Thank you. Let me know how I will. Never gonna live that down. Full disclosure: they also uh, refer to my wife as Hey Man too. Is that right? And the whole family. That's Mrs. what we do. Mrs. That's Lynn. what we do. Everybody's okay. Hey Man. Hey Man. Yeah. That's hey kind man. of what we do. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey Started man. out as a joke with one of the kids, and so now it's a running joke. It's a running joke. Even hey. with the doc. Hey, coach. He's hey, man, too. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, coach. Chuck, I, I really do want you to not feel bad, though, because, I mean, we all know mm-hmm. that there's someone out there that absolutely adores you. This guy is a tiger in a trance in a <laughs> state of circumstance. That never gets old. And I love it never all does. Chuck. It never will. Well, that's not the only one, though. Right. Oh well, yeah. What about, uh, about my, my man, guy, my guy Brandon, Brandon Francis. I mean Chuck's guy, Brandon. Yeah, uh, he's hiding. Yeah, hiding. yeah. man. Of course, I met Chuck. That's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't have any famous people saying that about Jeff and I, Chuck. Yeah. So I mean, that's why you're the head man of this this whole thing here. When I talk to uh, the baseball guys, I always bring up your name, and they always smile, and they'll go, "Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, go, who?" <laughs> No, they know. They know who you are. Oh, he was the guy talking with Haxton when yeah. he caught yeah. the foul oh, ball. Oh yeah, yeah, Haxton's yeah. sidekick. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I think I remember him. How about this? <laughs> How about this from the Eighth Flooring Center chat line? I'm not sure who this is from. It's not from. It's not from Pepsi Man because it doesn't have a Pepsi Man emoji. Uh, morning, fellow Lubbockites and Red Raiders. Headed to Murray, Kentucky, with forty-eight thousand five hundred pounds of cream. I've got the window flags going and the guns up stickers rocking and rolling. If I don't make it out alive, please call my mama. LOL. There you go. Is is Murray State in Murray? Yeah. I didn't know there was a city named Murray. I believe I believe it is. I did not know that. Murray State. And the the racers is like a racehorse. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. Murray, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah edu- you educated me today. That's uh. Mm-hmm. That's uh. That's that's good. We uh, know who. We know who, Razor Twenty Six favorite right. player is on Murray State, don't you, Chuck? Number Twenty Six. <laughs> Number Twenty Six. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's what? He's Razor Twenty Six. The uh, the mascot is Racer One. Okay. <laughs> okay. And the uh, mascot, the the costumed version of that is named as Dunker. Dunker. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect for basketball season. <laughs> this from a friend. Hey, man, I'm proud to know you by your name. What was it again? Oh, yeah, Chuck Hines. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.